You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Mark Kramer in this morning filling in for Jake. Having some fun on this. It is Tuesday morning. Mark. It is Tuesday. I know your yeah. days are all messed up. Yeah. But yes, Tuesday. Uh, Gus Cattengill joins us for his weekly visit on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. Gus, how you doing this morning, bud? What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Back from vacation, uh, ready to roll on this Tuesday. Hey, we, uh, let's start there. And I know you recently took a vacation. Uh, bucket list, mm-hmm. uh, where haven't you been to yet that you're looking forward to going? I just got back from Jamaica, man. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I would probably say first would be Hawaii. Definitely want to do that. Now, we'll not go uh, Nick White, in which he went to Hawaii. Never took, he never put a foot, much less a toey, in the water, which is <laughs> I still can't understand how in the world he would do that. Um Definitely, definitely Hawaii. But I, I want to do not only the beaches, but snorkel, see the volcano, do the jeep thing, go into the waterfalls, and jump. I mean, all of that. So I would stay there, and then right below that, uh, I definitely want to do Italy. Definitely want to go do that. Mm. And I'm talking all the places, man. You know, just Florence, Rome, obviously. You know, I mean, just the works, man. I got family in Sicily, so I mean, I just, I would definitely. Definitely want to do that. So that's probably the the top two places I haven't been that I would like to go. Kramer's all in on Hawaii. It's yep. your place. Mm-hmm. Maui's the place, man. If you go to Hawaii, Maui's the place, Maui. huh? Maui's the place. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so in on any of those things. I've seen so many different, whether it's videos or those you know shows on the Travel Channel, whatever, from Lanai to other places where you. I, I wouldn't mind doing like something like that where there's a lot of people and then spend like a day or two in one of these little villas I saw in Lanai where it's just like the island and that's it and you just like open the yeah. door and, sh- and there's the there's the ocean you know what I'm that's saying it. that'd be pretty cool so definitely want to yeah. go see that Maui's the place uh, there will be no exotic vacations for the Saints this week in fact uh, they got a mandatory mini camp this week yeah three practices is there any storylines or anything that we should look forward to over the course of the next three days besides, of course, the report with uh, Marcus Davenport and his thumb injury? Right. Yeah, I mean, you got some storylines for sure. I mean, starting with number one, guys, um, I mean, I'm just moving the cars, walking the dog, and I'm my shirt's just stuck to me. And, uh, you know, so I check it. It's, it's, uh, it's 91% humidity, feels like 94. So it's, it's going to be a warm one now. What'll be interesting is like yesterday, and it's kind of like this for the next two days. There's gonna be a shower around twelve or one. Practice is eleven to one twenty. I don't know why they do eleven to one twenty. OTAs has been ten to to noon. Um, why they moved it later for an hour? I don't know if it's for the same. It's just the same schedule. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like the OTAs. So I'm thinking it's to probably get people for lunch hour and stuff of that nature. Um, but it's hotter, and there's a better chance of rain on them. <laughs> so if it rains, to go inside and fans get upset. Um, but, yeah, heat's definitely going to be one. I mean, there, there's been at least one OTA out of the three where it, it because of the heat on Tuesday and Wednesday, they moved Thursday's practice indoors. So um, there was the first OTA as well where they started outside and then had to move inside because of lightning. So weather will be an issue and something to keep an eye on. Um just from that perspective, again, it's—I mean, it's—it's it's warm. Um, but as far as the players and, and storylines, there, obviously, look, Mark today, you imagine he'll probably put him behind the podium so he could uh, address the media and everything. And we've talked about this already on, on past Mondays. I don't understand the move. Uh, it can't be for leverage because, uh, for me. When you make Drew Brees wait, as I said a hundred times already, the week before the regular season starts, you're not going to pay Mark Ingram, especially if he holds out. And Drew didn't. And Drew did everything. And Drew showed up to everything. So that doesn't make sense. Not how his team works, especially when the head coach says he should be here. And look, I mean, one thing fans will see the next three days is whether it's Edmonds, whether it's James Williams, or whether it's Boston Scott, these three running backs, you know, have some talent, have some skill, and all three are hungry. All three want to make the team. All three want to show that they can do something.
got guys that are probably going to get five snaps, you know, either between them or with them to replace Ingram snaps if, and that's if, and they're going to be hungry every time they get the snap because the biggest reason why I thought that Mark Ingram's missing OTAs and, and all of that was just silly because, as I said before, you added two receivers to the receiving core and Cameron Meredith and Trey Quan Smith. And then you added Ben Watson, a pass-catching tight end, and Alvin Kamara, you want to give him the ball. So if you just give everybody two touches, Michael Thomas two extra touches, and you give everybody else two touches, that's six to eight touches there. That more than makes up for what Ingram was going to maybe do. And then obviously with the Florida game, you decide who gets more. So And then you add the, the backup running backs. Look, this team has looked like they can move on. We won't see obviously until games. I know a lot of people are saying, well, he brought a certain attitude. He was a tone setter for this team. While I agree, I also say that that tone was specific to last year in which you didn't have a lot of receiving options. So maybe you had to base this team out of the backfield and run the football more, which they had to do. And it worked, you know, and keep your defense better and all that. I, I get it. This year, you added three different options to the passing game. So I, I think you're going to see more of the old school offense and – you know, again, my only theory can be, and I maybe this is what Mark says today when he talks, you know, I, if I step on the field, I get hurt. So I wouldn't be able to be traded, and I couldn't get a new contract. So I'm only here when I need to be. And I'll, I'll maybe see you in training. That's the only thing that makes sense because being out of sight, out of mind is a very real issue if you're uh, here with the Saints. All right, guys, you know this roster better than anybody in this receiving core, and you mentioned a number of players that they brought in. We got one of our favorites on the roster right now. Paul Turner, of course, started West Monroe, went to Louisiana Tech, yeah. and then uh, exhibition preseason games with Philadelphia turned a lot of heads uh, two years ago. Does he have any shot of making this roster? Man, I'll break it down like this. We had Mike Triplett on yesterday, and the, the biggest problem you're seeing right now is I have no idea where the cuts are going to come from. Yeah. Not only where are they coming from, who you cut? If you just go to the receiver position, right? Michael Thomas, Aaron, is he on the team? Yes. Ted Ginn, is he on the team? Yes. Right. Cameron Merritt, he's on the team? Yes. Yes. Um, you're assuming Traquan Smith is on the team. I mean, he's a high draft pick. You're assuming he's going, you know, you've drafted him to be the next, um, you know, Ted Ginn. Okay, so those four spots locked up. I was thinking if you keep five, maybe even six, you have four receivers right now that I would put battling for that. Brandon Coleman, Traven Durrell, Austin Carr, who they brought in last year. Um, who's uh, Oh, and Tommy Lee Lewis, that everyone seems to forget. And all he does is make plays. He had a 60-yard touchdown last week, uh, in which he smoked Marcus Williams and Ken Crowley. Just split right between them, and Breeze dropped the ball right over his shoulder, and he scored. So those four for two spots if you keep six but can you keep six with all the other areas that have you know depth there we haven't even got to the defense so if you go five that's four for five for one spot and i would probably put keith kirkwood and eldridge massington on the will suffer a season ending ir injury at some point in training camp and stash them next year, okay? Those guys, have they, just, they make a play of practice, especially Massington from UCLA, but there's no room on this roster. So he will suffer a season-ending injury, and he will be on the, either IR or they will hope to, to make him on practice squad. As far as your guy, hopefully practice squad. I mean, hopefully. I just I don't see where he goes. And as Triplett was saying on my show yesterday, this team only ever dressed as four receivers in the game. So, who gets dressed? I mean, it's that fourth receiver spot may be a rotating spot, depending on the game plan in the game. And maybe Brandon Coleman, if he makes the team, to maybe block if they want to run the football more. Maybe it's a receiver if they want to throw the ball more. I, I don't know. I just, I honestly don't know. I, I think one of the areas you may see some cuts in, do you need four tight ends? Do you need four or five tight ends like they used to? So, I don't know. You know, I mean, it depends where the special team spots are going to come down to. I, you know, last Thursday, Craig Robinson's on kickoff coverage, and then in seven-on-seven seven drills, 
he's the he's one of the two linebackers that's Manti Teo in you know the nickel. So you've got a guy that might be playing during nickel packages, but on kickoff coverage. So I I don't know, man. I I honestly don't know where some of these cuts are going to come from. But at receiver right now, dude, I I don't have any idea how after four. Some of these guys have a sh- – just, they just don't because, uh, as Mike brought up, I was giving them five or six spots, even though I, I know that's going to mean cutting elsewhere. But Mike's like, dude, they only dressed four receivers all last year. So when you think of it like that, it, it's going to be a tough spot to crack. And, obviously, they continue to see something in Brandon Coleman to bring him back. Well, you know, here's the thing. So what I gather is he has an injury, which is why we haven't seen him all three OTAs. Um, now that doesn't mean that he hasn't practiced on Tuesday and Wednesday. I don't know. My eyes have never laid on him. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but every Thursday we've been out there, we, he hasn't been there. He showed up at the end of practice last Thursday, but he's just watching. So he's here. He hasn't been cut. Um, I'm with you. Here's the thing. The guy had what, 25 receptions or something and five were touchdowns. So, um, and, and Sean, Powell, Sean Payton's values is blocking. Now, that's why you drafted Traquan Smith, though. He loves to block and all that. So, I know you like his size. Everybody else that I mentioned, man, is 6'5", six, 6'3", six, so you have size there. They can do more for you, plus Brandon Coleman doesn't play special teams. That's his biggest issue. Um, but unlike last year's where I, I thought, you know, he's probably got a spot, he is in an absolute real battle, if you ask me, uh, to, to make this roster, just because of the guys I mentioned. Look, I... Traven Doral, I think, has a lot of upside. I've been saying that over and over again. I would put him in the five, you know, or six spot. I would take him over Brandon Coleman. I think he can do more um, I, in terms of running routes. And, and, and Doral said it last Thursday. He's learning a second position. And the more positions you can learn at receiver, the better chance you have at making it. You can't just be one spot. Again, I, I go through the, the amount of players you have there. So, Man, I don't know what, what, what they're going to do. I don't know if you can use some of these players, maybe as trading chips and stuff. But just remember this, whether it's Paul Turner, Austin Carr, or even Brandon Coleman, um, especially come to training camp, you're going to have injuries, and other teams are looking at your film. So I would not be shocked if you see two, three of these receivers line up on other, uh, other rosters. They're good. I mean, you've got some good receivers. I, again, though, I just don't know where the roster spots are. All right, we got to throw out an NBA LeBron question. Uh, Odd Shark, I uh, see you posted uh, 12 hours ago. The odds where LeBron James will play for next season. The Lakers now favored uh, the Rockets. Mm-hmm. The 76ers plus 300. Cleveland's plus uh, 700. Uh, nowhere mentioned here uh, the Pels in the running. Yeah. What do you make of it? Uh, New Orleans not in, in consideration. No chance. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. I think it's funny because what Anthony Davis, which is crazy. I don't know how much it is online it is manufactured with Photoshop for now, but it showed that he followed LeBron over the weekend. I'm like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me he has been following LeBron James? Come on. So, um, look, Dwayne Wade, I thought over the weekend, said something interesting, and when he was asked where he thinks, and he said, I don't know, but it's probably going to be more of a lifestyle thing. And what he meant by that was he said that LeBron's at the point in his career where he can go anywhere and win because how good he is. And if he has a piece or two, he can compete. And for him, he said it's about where his sons are going to go to school, where his sons are going to play ball, and where his wife wants to live. So I love this place. Obviously, New Orleans doesn't compare with L.A. and some of these other bigger cities of, you know, where you can spend your money. And that that's how I'm going to refer to it. Can you be happy in New Orleans? Yeah, but... You know, people are like, okay, well, it's a great place to eat and all that. No one ever says it's a great place to raise your kids. No one ever says it's, you know, you have, you know, uh, scenery or, you know, vast real estate that you can purchase and businesses. And we have one mall, you know, this one outback steakhouse on the East Bank. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a big, small town. It's what I refer to New Orleans as. So, um, I think if you like anonymity and you like kind of like the down lifestyle, see, AD's like that. You don't even know him as a, you know, a kid. You don't even know his, his, who he's dating. Or, it's perfect for AD and his family. For some players like that, that's not LeBron. That's not his family. So, you know, I could see, I mean, they, everything that I've read and heard from people that know him, 
wife never wanted to leave South Beach. They still have the house there. They love that, which is why Miami is being talked about consideration there. It respects the coach, the understanding, and all that. So uh, that's my only reason why we think it would be like L.A. Um, do you want to go to Houston? That's, that's to try to go beat Golden State. Houston's far ahead uh, of the Lakers, and especially when you hear – you know, their head coach and people in L.A. saying, we, you know, we, you know, we kind of like our young core and where you're going to go. Because to bring them in, you're going to have to purge a lot of roster, okay? So that's what you have to do. And, you know, Joel and Pete's kind of kind of gone out there and said, we, we don't need them. We're, we're fine. We kind of, you know, don't really want them. So I think if you're in the East, you're rooting and hoping that he goes out West. And if you're in the West, I honestly think it's, it's maybe one or two teams tops. And, um I would probably put Lakers out there just because of that money and where he wants to go and has his house there and all that in Houston because of his friendship with Chris Paul. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, I'd like to, to think that he could come to, to New Orleans, but, again, it's, it's it's about lifestyle. At least that's what Dwayne Wade says, and he, yeah. they've been very, very close. So I, I, I would tend to agree with him. Good stuff, Gus. We start with vacation. We'll end with it. I thought of you on the way back from Jamaica. There was a couple of screaming <laughs> toddlers uh, how did the trip yeah. go to Orlando? How did uh, Junior make it through? Dude, I was shocked. We were going to wait till he was five and all that stuff, but he's 32 inches now. He uh, just hit tw- 29 pounds over like two weeks ago. So, you know, he's good size. And more importantly, he's like super aware. And I thought he'd enjoy it. He wanted to do the water park one day. So the Magic Kingdom Friday, water park Saturday, half the day on Sunday, Animal Kingdom, and then we flew home. So it was nice. just a quick trip. And. It was great. Like, the entire flight there, he looked out the window, not a tear. You know, kids behind us were going bananas. He was he was fine, man. And then on the way home, he had a meltdown for about 30 seconds, which was because he was tired, and then he slept the entire... We didn't. We wouldn't even push him back, man. I'm like, oh, please don't be so loud when they do the announcements. Dude, he told us flotation devices, put your air mask on, and he was snoring. So... He didn't wake up literally until we were touching down. So um, it was great. It was, it was actually really good. We got some great memories and lots of pictures, and it lasted too short. So it is what it is, though. Awesome, Gus. Appreciate it. We'll yell at you next week. Thank you, bud. For sure, man. Always a pleasure. Mark, when you're sitting in the airplane and you're, you you got that extra seat, you and your wife, and you're like, oh, man, I hope nobody sits in this other seat so we can spread out a little bit. So are you kind of eyeing the people walking down the aisle and hoping – Man, I'm not, I hope it's not that lady or that guy yes. with that toddler. Or I hope it's not that 300-pounder there that's about to plump down next to me. Yes. And how many times does it end up it's actually that crying kid or that big old fella that you're fighting for the armrest with? Well, I really haven't had a bad experience with somebody actually right next to me yeah. like that. Usually if it's the kid, it's behind me. Uh, kicking the seat. Right behind yes. me, yeah, kicking the seat. Uh, or screaming or whatever, and you know, listening to uh, the, uh, the they're usually those kids usually have the parent that does the okay now one <laughs> two they're usually those kinds so they're as aggravating as the kid. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. It's the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash Text Line. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, we'll talk a little uh, college baseball. The morning drive on Sports Talk ninety seven seven is back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. 
If your job situation is changing because of layoffs or restructuring, make sure your retirement stays on track. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Mike Barris. Stop by our office at 1507 Lamy Lane for a face-to-face appointment. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Right field, Langworthy, deep. Not in the business of bashing people, but uh, that was a horrible call. We call for <laughs> such an for such an epic moment. And I understand it was on uh, TV, but uh, man, and he wanted to let the you know the sights and sounds kind of take over. But uh, that was kind that of was an a lot of sights and sounds there for uh, Austin Langworthy hitting a solo home run in the bottom of the eleventh to give Florida a three-two victory over Auburn. Heck, I just did a better job of it there than he did. I don't even know who that is. but yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, how it went down with the outfielder and what took place. Wow. How would you describe that? Obviously, Kramer, you could do a better job than that fellow did right there. Well, like you said, your <laughs> your call just now was better than what he did as far as trying to describe it. Right fielder Stephen Williams going back. It looks like he's in great position to uh, make the catch. And, of course, uh, Rob Langworthy of the homer. But instead – it bounces off his glove and goes over the fence. Yeah, I felt really bad for the kid. And and as you look at the video, he got turned around, which is easy on a ball that's slicing away from you in the outfield, especially uh, where he was in right field. And uh, so he, as he got turned around, he looked up for the ball, and it wasn't where he expected it to be. You could tell by his body language that that's what happened. And so he kind of awkwardly reached back in a kind of in a funny way to try and stab at the ball and make the catch. And he just missed it and it hit the top of his glove and went over the fence. If he had completely missed it, if he had whiffed it, uh, it would have been a double because he was about halfway back on the warning track, but the ball would have actually hit the wall instead of going over the fence. So that's one of those rare instances where you kind of wish the guy would have just missed it. And then it would have hit the wall and been a double. There was nobody on at the at the time, so it just been a, a double, and somebody would have been uh, on second. You still had an opportunity to get out of the inning. I feel horrible for this kid. I mean, yeah. he had a fabulous year as a freshman. In fact, he was named a collegiate baseball freshman All American. Had a tremendous year, and now what he's going to be remembered for is the fact that he dropped or the ball bounces off his glove over the fence. And, of course, Florida is the number one seed now heading to College World Series while Auburn goes home. And, of course, the Tigers uh, uh, clean out their lockers and get ready for next year. Yeah, and it's what well, you just don't know. It's just like anything else, Aaron. You don't know when you're going to have that opportunity again to go to the College World Series. And so uh, tough, really a tough way. Uh, there's a lot of tough ways to lose, but to keep from going to the World Series on a play like that is really, really tough to swallow. But very, very supported uh, by his teammates. Was really glad to see that. Uh, Gators now are in the College World Series for the 12th time. And, of course, uh, Kramer over here all in on college baseball and the College World Series. The field is now complete. Big picture, Kramer, what do you think? Um you always think about pitching uh, when you when you talk about uh, these kind of series because, as you know, once somebody gets every, I mean, somebody's going to get in the losers bracket, and you've got to have that depth of pitching to be able to outlast and get all the way through. Um, I like right now. I think the best the team that has, uh, even though Florida is the overall number one seed, uh, they still at some instances are a little hitting challenged. You know, some of their players said that they're 
hitter. They're better than last year, but if you remember last year, they were pretty horrific at the plate, uh, even though they won pretty much with defense and pitching. I think the best overall team from top to bottom in all aspects of the game, I think, is Oregon State. Mm. Uh, that's unfortunately who Mississippi State's bracket is. Uh, so I think it's going to run through Oregon State. Uh, they've got a top-flight pitching staff, and they can really rattle the bats. Just ask LSU and LSU's pitching staff, 26-1 to 1 in two games against the Tigers. So that's who I'm looking at right now. And you now. pointed out, of course, that right now 49-10-1 on the year. Some would say, well, perhaps that was the quality of competition that they faced for a majority of the year. But 49 uh, wins is nothing to uh, sneeze at. Well, and they're playing, you know, they're playing Pac-12 competition during the uh, conference season. And, of course, uh, the Pac-12 uh, always has uh, good teams in it from pretty much from top to bottom. You know, UCLA was just a couple innings away from going to the Super Regionals as well. And then, of course, with the more national attention focused on Oregon State, and this is what we saw last year with the the Luke Hemrich kid and, of course, now the publicity that that will bring. I'm sure outside the lines will probably do another story. How will he handle this situation? How will this team handle this situation as they move forward? Because he is a stud pitcher, of course, with the checkered past. I'm sure that obviously these guys have have put up with all this before. It's kind of not new to them. So I don't really think any of this would be a distraction. It might even be an extra motivating thing for her for him as they continue to support their to support their teammate, which is something you kind of do internally. You know, you've been in locker rooms many times uh, with coaches about with speeches during big games and that kind of thing and you know, it's always uh, kind of circle the wagons and close ranks and support, uh, whether it's a coach or a player. You just close those ranks and, and support the guy in whatever's going on, and it can be an extra motivating factor. What do we make of the SEC, of course, ready to flex their muscles with uh, three of the eight teams being from that conference? And if things would have fallen different in the Super Regionals, and I know the NCAA did this so the uh, SEC couldn't get more than a certain amount of teams in the College World Series. But you could have very easily had more than half, probably five, had it worked out different. I mean, you had all these super regionals where the SEC teams were playing each other. Uh, South Carolina is very deserving. Auburn is very deserving as well. And Vanderbilt was very deserving. So you had three instances where – the SEC teams put each other out. So it would have been very possible had they restructured those things uh, to be able to have more than more than half the field be from the SEC. Of course, Hogan and Russell out there, yes. Your Razorbacks are heading to Omaha. It's been a great year. 44 wins on the year. you got a team batting around 300 all season. Uh, four Razorbacks have slugged 10 or more homers. They certainly have the sticks to get it done there in Omaha. They definitely have the sticks, uh, and they have a lot of uh, inordinate amount of extra base hits on the Arkansas roster, not just the home runs, but doubles and triples as well. What that tells you is that they hit the ball hard and they hit it a long way. Um, they're not a dink and dunk team, say like a Cal State Fullerton type team. Uh, they do have a little bit of a depth problem in the middle of their uh, pitching, especially in middle relief. They have that kind of uh, old formula where they need the starter to go at least six or seven innings and be able to go to the back end of their relief core. If their starter goes out in the third or fourth inning, then it's a little more of a trial uh, for them as they won the finals. You know, they won that final game the other day, scoring 14 runs. Um, They have to win games eight to five. 9-4, Nine to four, those kind of games. If they get into a low-scoring game, uh, then I think they're more apt. They can win a low-scoring game. Don't get me wrong, but I think they're more apt to not do as well in a two to nothing, three to one kind of game. 
Uh, Texas Tech, uh, third College World Series appearance uh, all since 2014. They feature a sensational freshman that you watched a lot of in Gabe Holt. He had a huge Super Regional. Then, of course, uh, the Texas Longhorns, of course, the story program being back there. A lot of the storyline will center around Roger Clemens' son, Cody Clemens, and, of course, what he can do. Boy, what a swing he has. He's got power to all fields. Uh, I think he had four four home runs in the Super Regional and Regionals. Uh, saw him hit one yesterday that he hit to left. He's a left-handed batter, hits it to left field, left center, and puts it out at about 365 to the opposite field. He's got a terrific, terrific swing. Kind of looks like Ken Griffey Jr.'s swing a little bit. Super quick hands and super quick wrists and um, – he just kind of flicks the bat, and the ball just jumps off of it. And, of course, uh, if you like the Kim Mulkey cutaways back in the day with Kramer, get ready for that Roger Clemens cutaways when Texas is playing. Right. And they did a lot that a lot yesterday. Uh, Jeff Conine's son, you know, Conine the Barbarian, as uh, what's his name, as Chris Berman called him, uh, his son played for Duke. Yeah, in that in that series and as a very good player as well but you're right it was one of the prop bets from Las you know from Las Vegas how many times are they going to show the father in the stands college road series gets underway on Saturday the field is now complete let's take a timeout coming up more on the morning drive you can weigh in at 888-993-7762 Ernie Mark hanging out in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio we're back after this Your dad's put up with cutting grass on that old broken down mower long enough. It's time to get him a bad boy from Yard Power in Monroe and West Monroe. Yard Power has the full lineup of bad boys. And through Father's Day, buy any new bad boy mower and YP will give you a free Echo String Trimmer while supplies last. The bad boy Father's Day blowout is going on at Yard Power. Highway 165 north of Century Link in Monroe and on Walter Lane just off New Natchitoches in West Monroe. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Things heat up and you need to cool down. Call the experts at Chili's Heating and Cooling. Take advantage of our current offers on all our qualifying Lennox air conditioning systems. Visit us online at Jilly'sAC.com and like us on Facebook. Jilly's Heating and Cooling, your independent premier Lennox dealer. Chili's Heating and Cooling, we heat you up, we cool you down. Dad, father, big guy, daddy, my old man. Whatever you call him, get him something special from J&H Boots and Jeans for Father's Day. Big boot savings on Lucchese, Ariat, Tony Lama, Justin, and Dan Post. Like Justin Bent Reels for $141.95. Special purchase of Dan Post Quilled Ostrich, $229.95. Plus, all men's hanging button and snap shirts. Buy one, get another for half price. Come on down to J&H Boots and Jeans for Father's Day gifts. Highway 80 West... Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Aaron and Mark hanging out here in the Cobble Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. That brings that reminds me, Craper. So, uh, but on vacation, and uh, we we took a, an excursion. You know, they tell us, ah, it's 30, 40 minutes. Get on the bus. It's no big deal. You know, and then it literally turns into an hour or twenty, an hour thirty minute on the bus, and you're on this uh, bus and the guy's like you know it's a major highway and he said all right now we're gonna do a little uh, jamaican driving so you, you start pulling into these roads and it's literally a one lane dirt road going up and through this uh you know tropical wooded area and you're like oh brother and i said so by the way what happens if we meet another vehicle on this road since we are in this large bus he said no problem on we just put it in reverse and we'll be fine so you're looking at the terrain and there's you know and poverty, I mean, it goes without saying, poverty sucks, Kramer. 
and to see some of the living conditions and what people you know, deal with on a daily basis is just yeah. You get yeah. outside the resort areas yeah. and it's brutal. It's horrible. But and I bring this up because we're driving along and you've seen basically these shacks and you know you're going along and I didn't see a lot of for sale signs. But out of nowhere, there's a for sale sign that says Caldwell Banker Group One Realty, and it's by a house <laughs> in Jamaica. And it, it stopped me. I was literally like floored, and I wanted to go back and get a picture by. It. And the wife actually pointed it out too. Said, "Hey, look at Caldwell Banker Group One Realty right here in Jamaica." I said, "All right, got an agent on that." <laughs> Advertising that far away. I should have stopped and purchased it or acquired about it or took a tour. At least, yes. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, That would have been good to put on their (laughs) Facebook page. Uh, I don't think, you know, literally you only see, I don't even recall seeing any other for sale signs, especially in that deserted, isolated area we were. So it it certainly uh, stood out. Why that would be one of the things from the, the vacation that would stand out. Also, on that excursion, though, we went to the, the Blue Hole. If people have been to Jamaica, have been there, and you'll know what I'm talking about. There's a number of waterfalls, and there was one point where uh, one of the guides is standing at the, literally at the waterfall, and it, I would say four or five stories high, and it's literally, it's just not a complete nosedive. I mean, there's, it you goes have to through, jump off, yeah. And he starts revving up like he's going to dive off this thing. And I said, oh, my goodness. So being the tourist that I was, I was like, well, i got to capture with my phone, correct? He literally takes off, and I, and I, you know, there was a chance that we could have witnessed a guy losing his life right there. It was astonishing, athletic. I was impressed. Forked over $2, said congratulations. That was impressive. <laughs> and he made it. Yes, and he made it, thankfully. So, and, of course, that's the other thing. Just We talk about the poverty and, and then – also, just the power of the dollar and how much a dollar or two and, you know, five, ten dollars, what that means to a majority of them down there. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, to another, you're talking about the Group One Realty sign that you saw. Yeah. Uh, I went uh, seven straight years to Honduras on mission trip yeah. uh, with a group of Louisiana Tech students from my church and, and um, down in Central and South America and even some of the islands, you know, Old school buses from the United States are what they're most of the transportation. Mm-hmm. If they have uh, what you would call public transportation, uh, they're, they're they're old U.S. school buses uh, that they've changed over. And so we're down in San Pedro Sula, Honduras, which is the second largest city in Honduras, and our bus that's taking us back and forth to uh, where we were doing the work at the at the mission. Uh, down in this really poor uh, neighborhood, uh, we're pulling up into a gas station to get gas for our bus. And one of the uh, tech students goes, hey, look over there. Look at that bus. And we turn around. We're in Honduras. And we look over, and there's another bus getting gas at another pump. And right on the side of it, Orleans Parish Public Schools. (laughs) (laughs) So that was pretty funny to to see Orleans Parish Public Schools Mm. Uh, on a bus uh, in San Pedro Sula, Honduras. Mm. Number of uh, college baseball teams now getting ready to hop on the bus, or they'll probably have a chartered flight or two to or two, Omaha. Yes. Uh, Kramer, you look at, of course, uh, these programs and a lot of story programs at the number of appearances they have now made in the College World Series. Well, and, and you know, Aaron, one of the things uh, that you don't realize, uh, especially if a team hasn't been there in a while, you you look at, I was astonished, and I, I did a little research on this simply because I thought, really, they've been in there that much? Because you forget about the College World Series has been going on since the 40s. Texas leads all schools in the United States in appearances in the College World Series with 36. Mm. And so I thought, well, I wonder who's second. Mm. 25. Mm. They have 11 more appearances than any other school. It's not even close than any other school. And the school that's second in appearances isn't even in it this year, didn't even make it out of the regionals, and that is the University of Miami. Hmm. They have 25, and then right behind them, Florida State, Arizona State have 22 apiece. Those are the four top as far as actual appearances um, are concerned. And then, as I, I told you during one of the breaks, 
the team that's been in the finals, in the final game, it used to be final game, now it's final series, the most finals appearances is a team that hasn't been in it in years, and that's USC. Hmm. USC was uh, has been in 14 times if they've been in the finals in appearances. They're 12-2 and two hmm. in the thing. But Texas that's in it, Texas is second with 12 appearances in the finals, and they are 6-6. Six and six. Mm. And uh, then the most World Series wins over the course of uh, a school's career is Texas. And Texas has 85 wins in the College World Series. They have almost a 60% winning percentage in College World Series games over uh, the entirety of the school's time in the College World Series. One of the hot headlines we're keeping track of, of course, the College World Series uh, getting ready to get underway later this week. Getting underway here in a couple hours, the Saints have a voluntary, not it is mandatory, <laughs> say voluntary, mandatory minicamp day one coming up. Uh, Sean Payton had a press conference uh, yesterday and was asked about uh, these minicamps and, of course, what they're trying to accomplish from them. And here's uh, Sean Payton's response. We've had some competitive drills, not every one of them, the same way and yet um, there's a uh, there's a little bit of a, a cap on what you can do competitively and without being um, not being smart so uh, yeah I, I would definitely say you know that class from a year ago is 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 one that's going to be important um, you know we're going to count on this year's class and, and I, I think the the key thing is what are the things that they do well, trying to highlight those things and, uh, and you know, and coaching them all up the same way. Um, Marshawn had a big play in the end of the two-minute drill, but a few plays before that, you know, he played a technique not too well. And, and so, you're, you know, you're never just turning and saying, hey, just go back to what you were doing a year ago. There, there's a lot of improvement for, for all of those guys. Do you know anything more about your team than anything weeks ago? Um, yeah, I would say yes. I mean, Look, there's not only the influx of new rookie players that you're beginning to get get to know, but also the, the veteran players that weren't here a year ago. So, um, to some degree, yeah. Uh, obviously, we're not in pads yet, but but I, I would definitely say so. Coach, you talked about on offensive line using chemistry and the more time they have together, they get better. But what is the challenge of you know, getting them to match the success that group had last year? Well, look. Part of it is the the health of those players um, replacing you know Senio who played you know close to 60% of the snaps. Uh, it would be important to, to to understand it's hard to go through a season with with the same five guys and, and yet you hope you're able to. Um, and then any changes or things that you're adding that you think can help you, your team. Sean Payton on the start of a mandatory uh, mini camp today. It'll be uh, three practices. Uh, Sean, uh, Drew Brees will actually be a practice today. Then uh, I guess take a flight up to Shreveport. He'll be over there tonight for the walk-ons Independence Bowl kickoff. We'll have some clips from uh, Drew Brees coming up tomorrow. Were they hitting a, a blocking sled behind? Sean it sounded Payton? like it either that or it was uh, one of those you know machines that drills a <laughs> hole down into an oil well. You know that bang. Bang, bang. That's what it sounded like. Uh, you can tell that it's just uh, mini camps going on right now. Just the tone of Sean Payton's voice and uh, the way he handles the questions. Uh, a little softer. I guess that's the beauty of being June and not October, November. Yes, because he's testier as thing goes he along. He certainly is. Next question. Next question. Okay. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a time out. Coming up next, our parting shots on the morning drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well known in the area and her team of Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, 
SUV, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road car king. As Father's Day approaches, make Dad's life a whole lot easier with a new Cub Cadet Zero Turn Mower from Yard Power. Now till Father's Day, if you buy a residential grade Zero Turn Cub Cadet Mower from Yard Power, you'll get a free string trimmer while supplies last. There's a huge inventory of mowers to choose from because Yard Power is your Cub Cadet Superstore. Make Dad's Day with Yard Power, Highway 165 North in Monroe and just off New Natchitoches in West Monroe. Tornadoes, hurricanes, blizzards, wildfires. When a natural disaster strikes, the Army National Guard's citizen soldiers are on the ground at a moment's notice. Whether saving lives, protecting property, or restoring hope, they're driven by something greater, a calling to serve their community. If you feel called to step up, stand out, and serve others, visit NationalGuard.com. Learn about the benefits of part-time guard service, like earning a paycheck, gaining career skills, and help with college tuition. Are you driven by something greater? Check out the Army National Guard at NationalGuard.com. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Part of the cloudy skies with a 20% chance of rain in the forecast for today with a high of 94 degrees. Most of the clear skies are not quite as cool tonight or low 74. Most of the sunny skies with a 30% chance of rain on tomorrow and a high of 94 degrees. Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Aaron and Mark ready to put a bow on this Tuesday show. It's a little segment we call Parting Shots. I started when we didn't have computers, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have any of that garbage. You do what everybody else in the media does, just creates and throw it on the wall and see what sticks. I have something to ask. Just like this. Let's do it. And where'd that come from? I never said that. Nobody in this building ever said that. So where'd you come up with that? Just, you know, had a dream about it or what? But see, it's real easy when you're not in the business, when you've never played the game, when you don't understand truly what the game is. And that's, to me, that's chicken. Uh, Kramer over here shaking his head. You agree with Bruce Petty? I do. Yeah. Let me get you to weigh in on this. We we continue to go back and forth. We didn't do it during the baseball season. So would you be for or against uh, hearing from Bruce Petty on this show? I'd be for it. All right. One of the reasons, you know, I mean, I know there were other issues, and I understand all of that. But I really, in this day and age, admire coaches that will come out and put themselves out there and and tell it like it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because – and I'm going to say it right here, too. In my opinion, this is just my opinion, yeah. baseball and softball are the most overcoached and undertaught sports because of all the travel ball and all of that stuff. You Anybody that played Little League Baseball, a dad that played Little League Baseball, he's automatically an expert on baseball. Mm. And when you consider, when you've spent basically your whole life in baseball as a player and a coach, and then you've got some travel ball guy sitting in the stands telling you that you're an idiot and you don't know what you're doing. It gets very frustrating after a while. Mm. And so um, a lot of the things that he said about about that particular subject, mm-hmm. uh, I agree with. Mm. You know, most of the time, people that don't really know what's going on uh, really and truly, and especially inside a certain program, what you're teaching during practice, you know, the, the video that you're watching – the philosophy of your program. Most of the outside people don't know all that. Well, we're brainstorming on the air, and, of course, you can weigh in. We asked uh, Top Ten Thursday, may do a little segment, Top Ten Guests that perhaps you'd want to hear from an interview on uh, this station or this show. Heck, we could do a whole week just on uh, former uh, ULM coaches that were fired. I I could could line them up. (laughs) That's right. Uh, does anybody want to hear? I, I think we're going to have Todd Berry on uh, very soon because especially with the role and the job that he has, I think that would be very enlightening just on you know the state of college football and college athletics overall. And I still think it would be interesting to get Charlie Weatherby back on the show because just uh, what he did while he was at ULM and then, of course, still 
that improbable win against Nick Saban in Saban's first year at Alabama. So just throwing some stuff out there. You can certainly weigh in at 888-993-7762. That almost sounded like a parting shot already from you, Kramer. Uh, on Little not, League uh, not, coaches not and parents. Really. Yeah, not really. What but you got? It's just the state of things. Uh, an interesting, I think this is a, an extremely interesting sidelight to the College World Series. You know, the College World Series starts in 1947. And um, you know who participated in the first two College World Series? I do not. Former President George H.W. Bush nice. was on Yale has been in the College World Series twice, hmm. 1947 and 1948. Uh, former President Bush was a senior in 1948, but uh, as a junior first baseman in 1947, participated in both of the first two College World Series as a first baseman at Yale. He was the captain of the baseball team his senior year in 1948. Hmm. So I thought that was a kind of a cool connection uh, from uh, you know one of our uh, pre- our former presidents uh, who's still living to be able to say that he was on the first. You don't hear much about the fact that he was on the Yale baseball team and the captain of the team, and then in the in the two uh, first two College World Series. Mm. Wonder how many appearances uh, Yale has actually made in the College World Series. That's the only two. Oh, there you go. Uh, have you seen the video of the playoff game there in Minnesota talking about a great sportsmanship? Yes. Uh, this is fantastic. It was, uh, I think it was to get, it was the sectional championships, an opportunity to get to the state championship game in Minnesota. Uh, I think they were up 10 to 6. Mountains View was playing uh, Totino Grace. Uh, Ty Cohn strikes out Jack Koken. Uh, everybody's celebrating on the mound. But Ty runs up to the batter after striking out his friend Jack and immediately consoles him. Fantastic. Uh, I see several East East Coast radio shows kind of uh, just bashing uh, this and how it played out. I think this is what is great in sports and high school athletics to see things like this. Yeah, and I agree, and that's why I mentioned earlier it was great to see the Auburn teammates come out off the field and out of the dugout about six or seven of them went out and uh, brought their right fielder uh, in from right field after the ball hit off his glove and went over the fence and uh, that's the kind of thing you like to see and as a good part uh, the good part of athletics Uh, also parting shot i certainly appreciate uh kramer and a cast of characters that filled in over the course of the last uh six to seven days at least lose track how many days it was and, uh, of course, uh, we did six shows, six shows. And uh, Jake Martin, of course, we look forward to him returning uh, in the very near future. We need to continue to have his uh, family and his thoughts and prayers. Uh, Jake and his family with his newborn daughter over in Shreveport. Uh, conditions continue to improve and they're hoping to take home Emerson very, very soon. And then, of course, we're not going to rush Jake back anytime soon. But when he's ready and, of course, his family's ready, Jake will be back on the airways with us on the morning drive. Good luck to him and his family. Uh, Vacations are always fantastic, but you know what? Quite frankly, it's not that bad when you get done with vacation. It's nice to get home and be back in your own bed. And in your routine. If I could just get somebody to wait on me at all times. (laughs) And bring you another mimosa. Yes, yes. (laughs) It is a little different this morning. Maybe you can get Waldrop to do that. Yaman, Yaman. One mimosa coming up. (laughs) The Edge is coming up with Terry and Puff Daddy. That's coming up after the break. Everybody have a fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Thanks for listening to The Morning Drive. Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.